And my point is that if in training you can get 1%, 2%, even 5% or 10% more out of yourself because you have music playing, then we want that training effect. Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. And it came here from Team Serious Tri Club this week on the live chat. Beck and Siri talk about the benefits of listening to music while training. They cover off some treadmill workouts and Siri sets us all a challenge. If you want to listen to these chats live, you can join Team Serious Tri Club at teamseriousclub.com. Hey everybody, I haven't forgotten you. Sorry for being a little bit late today. Uh, it's Rebecca and Siri here from Team Serious Tri Club, obviously, because that's what we're on right now. And we're going to have some awesome chats today with some great questions that you guys wrote in. And I want to say a huge congratulations first. We had an absolutely outstanding weekend of racing um, from my athletes and series. And if I forget someone, please remind me. I'm just going to go through my personal athletes and series and some of our coaches' athletes that I know of. And if you raced, please let us know how you went. Hey, Sarah Dolly. Hey, Carrie Chadwick. So I want to congratulate first my athlete, Al Kinkle, who was third against uh, Team USA members, several members, several um, top championship uh, national championship uh, athletes and he was third in his duathlon on the weekend he had a great race and I want to congratulate uh, Leanna Carreri who did the 400 meter Red Bull sprint it's like an uphill sprint she qualified from her heat winning her heat for the world championship final and is now ranked 23rd in the world for the Red Bull 400 meter uphill sprint. I think that I don't actually know what the title's called but um, that's pretty awesome to be that fast she was a pentathlete so that helps with that short fast switch and a lot of speed so I think next year Leanna we're going to actually train for that um she's obviously been training for Olympic in 70.3 so Mary Carmen I just saw you come on and I want to congratulate you for another amazing race you won I think it was Boulder Peak actually and Mary Carmen it goes to show and I've had this happen to me several times where you've been injured and you can't really do intense running or riding or you've even had weeks off running or riding and you come back and have an amazing day because your cardiovascular fitness is so fit from the swim. Even if you haven't quite got that pounding through the legs, you can get through it over 10K. I had one of my best runs ever in Montremblant the year I got second and 3.03 when I hadn't run for eight weeks. And the longest run I'd done the week before, I did like eight miles or something and hadn't run for eight weeks. So Mary Carmen proved herself again that um, adversity just makes this girl stronger and she has not actually trained a lot on the run lately I know that because she's had a niggle and she goes and wins Boulder Peak so MC you're amazing like you are you could just take over this whole podcast and um you're so inspiring so I think I think one day we need to have you come on just on your own and just do like a a, a mindset talk because that's brilliant it's amazing it's I know you've been through a tough time so you had an amazing day my athlete Maddie Vella also raced that day he's someone that works full-time and is on their feet all day he struggled a little bit but I'm really proud of him he's still like he was disappointed in his run he still broke 50 minutes for 10k so and speaking of that Nicole did back to the PR by three minutes over 10k in the Wonder Woman 10k run 
she did uh, just on 50 minutes, which is amazing. Like I said to her, a three-minute PR for me when I was racing, my best was like a 35. A three-minute PR would have put me in the... Uh, would have got me through the Olympic trials to, to run for Australia over 10K. So <laughs> that's how much three minutes is. It is a lot. Like if you think 10% of like 50 minutes is five minutes, like you've almost improved that much. So I'm really proud of you, Nick. That's amazing. Um, didn't run for a month. There you go. So MC's just confirmed she did not run for a month and won Boulder Peak and probably had the, one of the best runs she's ever had. So it's a lot of it's mental, guys. You guys freak out when you haven't run for a week or two weeks. Some of you figure out if I run for two days. Like, it's absolutely crazy. And once you do it and come back from it and do have an amazing day and run really well, your body has, like, your muscle memory is amazing. Like, you can come back from anything. I had, Like I said, you can have eight weeks off like I did and run a marathon and run a PR or really close to it. Because if you have the conditioning, aerobic conditioning on the bike and the swim and you've still got a little bit of weight bearing on the bike and you can get in, like, even if you're getting no running, like you're, if you've done it for quite a while, your muscle memory is amazing. You can totally get, um, you know, a great result whether you've been running or not. It's actually a lot of it as a mental, and you just have to tell yourself that you're so fit on the other two disciplines that it'll carry you through, and it gives you a good chance of working your swim and your bike. And I know Mary Carmen's swim and bike have improved so much that it's got to another level where her run's not affected as much as it would be. So. So proud of UMC, so proud of my athletes. I know Lisa Lapari, one of Maddie's athletes, also got a podium. She was third. She was third in her race, I think. I know she got a podium for sure, so she did amazing. I'm so proud of her. And Siri, I stole your limelight. I already told them that Mary Carmen uh, won her race. Mary so. Carmen, you crushed it. And Pear, my athlete Pear, came in third in his Half Ironman race. Oh, so in, he, in his national championship. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. So because so, Yvonne was D Dutch champion and she was third. So super proud of you guys. But Mary Carmen, my God, I had her sit on Let the bin. Just, I don't want them to fight. She's gonna um, sit on the bin. Look. Basically, with Mary Carmen last week, um, she didn't really okay. want to race, um, but it was one of those things where I said racing is we need to learn. Uh, to race even when you don't feel like racing. Do you know what No, because I'm still talking okay. about results, so I'm going to okay. butt in. So I talked about Maddie Vallas, Al Kinkle, Leanna Nicole Duback, Mary Carmen, Lisa Pari. Did you have anyone else racing? Nope, that was no. it. So th those guys, congratulations, you guys. We had an amazing weekend. I'm so proud. I've also got some athletes doing like PRs in training, which I'm so proud of after years in the sport. So Yeah, Beck, amazing. Um, You've yeah. been having exceptional results every single weekend. Yeah, so. and I'm quickly going to do bookkeeping because I really want to welcome, like, it was crazy. Siri was at um, talking from 8,000 people at Tony Robbins on the weekend, and we had like four new members. Oh, yay. And two of them I know, I've actually, for some reason, can't find the two other two new members haven't quite joined the Facebook group yet. They probably haven't found the link, but David Senderov and Michael Kane, I don't know if you're on, but um, yeah, congratulations for joining and welcome to our family. Welcome. We're so happy to have you here. So, awesome. So Siri, we have a really good question and I also want to talk about treadmill running. That's why I left Gracie outside because she barks all the time. Um, so Debbie Eubank is asking, um, I think that's how you say it, about heat training in Miami and she's completely exhausted all the time because the lowest it'll be is 80 in the morning at 7 a.m. So she should run at 4 a.m. And <laughs> just kidding. Well, she could. And um, she wants to know about heat acclimation and with that. And I can you, you talk about okay. that first yes. while I stop okay. these dogs from fighting. Awesome. And 
Um, so I, when I was coaching Leanne Cave, um, as you know, she won two world championships in 2012. We won the 70.3 worlds and then the Ironman world champs that same year. And the following year, um, she spent most of her time at home in Miami where she was living. So, um, it is absolutely possible, but you have to be willing uh, to do work on the turbo. Um, let's see. Let's see. Oh, whoops. I just fell off my chair, guys. Don't she worry. Fell off my chair. Um, you got to be willing to do work on the turbo and work on the treadmill because she's if, talking about running. I think if you're doing all your running outside, yeah, you're probably never ever going to feel good. And yes, heat training is amazing for you mm -hmm. and that's awesome but you also want to it's like when we talk about using music during your hard sessions and people say oh no we can't use music when we're on doing something hard because in the race we can't use music so why would we get used to it oh. and my point is that if in training you can get one percent two percent even five percent or ten percent more out of yourself because you have music playing then we want that training effect. We want you to benefit from that. We want you to get better because you trained that hard and got that much out of yourself. So when it's a tool that is going to allow you to benefit more from that session, do it. So for you, it's the same exact philosophy. Get on the treadmill, yep. do some of your sessions in the air-conditioned gym or in your yep. air-conditioned home. Be able to go harder and faster and stronger than you would in that mm -hmm. heat and humidity. That's going to benefit you. That training effect is only going to help you when you go race anywhere. But mm -hmm. living in Miami, you are prepared to race anywhere in the world, basically. So that's awesome. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to say, funnily enough. Um, funny that, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. No, I think that it's so hard, too, because their heart rate is so high. And this is one thing where I get so frustrated with other coaches. And Leo Bree, who came to me, who's doing absolutely brilliant. He's disqualified for world champ 70.3. And was, I think, fourth in his age. He's lost 70.3, fastest time ever and he's been in sport for 10 years i'm just bragging here for him and me <laughs> and me but um anyway he lives in miami too hun and um he has a lot of trouble too with the heat he's a big sweater and i've said to him you've got to stop looking at, at pace because what was happening was his old coach used to tell him just run easy five minute k pace and you cannot run easy five minute k pace if you're only running 30 seconds quicker in a race in cool conditions when it's 90 degrees. That is not, race is so, pace is so irrelevant when it's 90 degrees heat. You cannot be looking at that because your heart rate may be like one, I don't know, like 85, 90% of your max and you're barely moving. So it's so irrelevant. That's why we love, we're so adamant about rate of perceived exertion or effort because it is completely irrelevant in, in elevation mostly, but more more so heat because you're so affected. Like you're, you can be 20 beats higher. So yeah. I hope that helped. And I really think getting the speed work in um, and the aerobic conditioning in on the treadmill where you're actually feeling like you're running fast rather than trying to do that outside, you're just going to be hitting max heart rate all the time. You're never going to get your easy runs in either. But I would try going, if you do do one long run every, I would say two weeks, every two weeks, do it outside. Or for now, if you're completely exhausted, like maybe wait another couple of weeks till you feel like you've replaced your electrolytes and everything as well, because that fatigue may be there for a while. But I would say um, every second week is enough. What do you think? Sarah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I would say half your run sessions should be inside on the treadmill in AC. Or try going at like four in the morning. I know and also, I mean, this brings up another thing. You know, when you are like, especially those of you going to Kona, like 
you at that point like yes okay if you have never been in heat, heat and humidity then I you, you know on you'll then. want no you'll <laughs> want to have a couple sessions out in the heat but race week is not really the time to do that like race week i mean we're doing our last hard session on the treadmill in the gym in the ac so for you especially who's been in miami like if you head off to a hot and humid race like that when you get there for the race do everything either super early in the coolest time of the day or go to the gym and get it done, sit on your turbo, because at that point it's not worth um, dehydrating yourself before the race even starts. Yep, I was just checking and we got to all the questions, but that was a, that was a one Deb asked. Hey guys, Cam here again. I just wanted to jump in between questions to talk about uh, one of our sponsors. So on running, uh, we get 30% discount for members of the club uh, when you buy the shoes online. Can grab the code inside the uh, training platform. Um, my partner Nikki just got her two pairs delivered. She absolutely loves them. She tried them for the first time uh, last year. We bought some in Kona and I don't think she wants to go back to anything else now. To join the club, start using that discount and discounts from a bunch of other partners. You can head over to www.teamseriousTriClub.com and select uh, the Tri Club option from the menu. All right, back to the questions. Um, the other question was about, I think Vivian Evans was asking about hydration, but I feel like most people, Mary Carmen especially, always steps up. And Maddie's done some incredible posts on nutrition, but about like putting where to put the fuel on your bike. And I, I actually, I used to use the X Lab, like little, like it was like a, what was it made of? Like a mesh kind of uh, bento box type thing. But I actually found that it was way better to put my fuel in a bottle and empty my gels like all down into my bottle and add water. And I just found that a lot easier to carry three bottles, one water, one electrolyte and one with your fuel with water with it and then mark it off like in sections into like five or six sections depending on how long you're going to be on the bike. I just feel like that's the easiest way. You see people stick gels all the way along and I used to get annoyed because my knees used to hit them and cut them and so I just, yeah, I feel like that's my that's my favourite option. What do you think? Yeah, so, I think that's a great where'd idea. Where do you put your fuel? Wow. Well, she I put mean, hers I, down her di- pants. Different strike. Yeah, they, I mean, they would I have hers. She had hers down her bra. Like, you can do that. It kind of changed. Yeah, it did have that. But, but again, I was doing Olympic distance, mm. or I had it taped to my frame, or had it somewhere where it was not going to scratch my legs, yeah. and I wasn't going to feel it. It wasn't going to annoy me. I mean, I was the type of athlete I needed to take out my earrings, take off everything. Like, if I had anything <laughs> on me, um, it made me feel like, like it was going to slow me down. So yeah, yeah. just, uh, the bento box, um, you always just aced that whole aspect of racing, the Except for nutrition, well, the hydration, <laughs> the where to put it on your bike. So I just, yeah. I defer to you. Yeah. I feel like that's the best. And for the option for the run, I used to use a bigger fuel flask. It was, was like a 300 mil and I'd put like five gels in that with a bit of water and mark that off. And a lot of guys use the fuel belt that has a little like elastic things, you stick the fuel gels through the belt and you can hold like five on there, but I like to hold a little flask, that was better. I have a question for you, Beck, because oh. I do consider you the master of this stuff. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, I wanna talk a little bit about salt. You were always really good about that. And I know a lot of people out there start taking salt after the damage has already been done. So mm-hmm. they've already started cramping. They've already, they're almost walking. They're, they're contemplating stopping. 
Um, my philosophy is have enough salt in you at the start so you don't even get to that point and keep it consistent. But mm. how did you do it and manage that so beautifully? Like, what do you think about taking it after you've already kind of blown up and started no. cramping? Or I think it's um, even more important to actually salt up pre-race. That's what I think. Like, I think um, getting... I, I don't think it's that important to have a high amount of electrolyte because your training loads are usually really low then. Water is the key, um, but I think a little bit of electrolyte. But um, I would we I salt my food like my nan. We joke when we have salt. My nan, I was so cute. She would literally sit there and flop her hand and say, "Hello, darling, what are you doing?" Yes, great day today, and she'd be shaking it for like thirty <laughs> seconds. And I'd look at her plate, and it looked like it was covered in like white dandruff. It was like so much salt, and I'm like, "Oh my God, bless her. She lived till ninety eight, so it didn't hurt her." But um, good old Gwenny. Yeah. But yeah, I used to salt my food for like three days. And Siri, I used to love carb loading with my wife because Siri would literally carb load with me. I would. Me. I loved and it. And I'll never forget before Montremblant, we pigged out. Like I knew I needed to because firstly, I knew I was going to push harder than I'd ever pushed. That was the one where I hadn't run for eight yeah. weeks. We were saying yeah. like, about not running and MC yeah. just won the race. No running yeah. for four weeks. I hadn't run for eight weeks and I ran a three or four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Bloody Lisa Blutchford. I just held her off. Who won incredible. that? Mary Beth Ellis won yeah, that. Yeah, that was incredible. Um, and I remember, um, what was I saying? I you were talking oh, about... the carb load. Yeah. We were going for it. And we had, we're going for it eating wise, guys. Don't be dirty. And uh, <laughs> we were eating lots of salt, lots of fries, like a little bit of fat, chicken, a little bit of carbs. I like having like low GI, like the um, basmati rice. And uh, we ate a lot. I remember the big meals was always for me was like two nights before and then the night before and, and the and the lunch and breakfast before and then the night before I was so full like I felt like Michelin man yeah if anyone knows but you felt is. bloated but that's a good thing yeah because it means that you, your body is storing that sodium yeah because for every gram of carbs you store a gram of water so you're gonna be feeling really heavy but I always feel enough where that I knew I'd just be topping up in the race one gram of carb per kilo body weight per hour and salt your food guys like salt it all through the week and I used to just have like maybe one salt tablet an hour I didn't go over the top and I only would start having them on the bike like halfway through the bike because I wasn't like yeah I never really had a lot of issues with cramping or anything yeah but I think it's different but I think if you have issues with cramping like generally and I have actually quite a few athletes that do the that problem I truly believe because I have solved this problem with other athletes in the past is to be consistent with your salt intake going into hard, long days of training and also going into your races because you cannot go in like even balanced um, and expect to it not to affect you later on. You've got to go in, you know, fully um, served up with the sodium, I believe, so that you don't even get the cramps in the first place and you don't have to deal with those issues altogether. You all wake, work way too hard to have mm. something like that mm. get in the way of you performing to your potential. Yeah, and magnesium too is a big one because that that's conduct that works with conductivity for your heart. And I never used to drink electrolytes. I didn't even know about it like when I was racing juniors. And I started to have heart issues and it was because my electrolyte levels were so low that I wasn't replacing it. God knows you, you never drank electrolyte either. I don't know how you got through it to be honest. My no, name. I did. You I also did. never got massages and never had days mm. off. So she's just a freak. But I um, didn't last very long though did I but I mean pretty good it takes a toll on your body guys and let me tell you that you don't want to do that for two reasons number one it's going to affect your performance I can only think like what could I have done had I been doing all those things 
But the other thing is that later on, it will come back to haunt you like it has me in my hips. And you don't want that. Take care of your body now. It will take care of you for a lifetime. Don't treat it like a rental car. Treat it like Especially how a luxury Siri drives vehicle. rental cars. Because the last time we rented one in news, she crashed three times. <laughs> she literally... Wine but, with the roundabout was yeah. not her fault. Yeah, that wasn't And then she apologized and then they blamed her. So that was fun. Yeah. That was two and a half yeah. grand later. Yeah. But okay, thanks Sarah, for reminding me of that. But Sarah, guys, really, like, treat oh. your body like a luxury vehicle. So, Sarah yes. Dolly. So, Sarah, you approach this like a freaking Ironman. You're riding for 10, 8 to 10 hours. It's like doing an Ironman. I would feel exactly the same way. I'd have one gram of carbs per kilo of body weight per hour. You know, 100 mils. Write this down. Take notes. 100 mils for every... 10 grams of carbohydrate. So if you're going to have like a gel 30 grams, you're going to need 300 mils of water to flush it out down. Don't try and flush it down with a really like concentrated electrolyte because then you're putting in 60 grams of carbs. Mm. So have your water like 30 is a lot. I would be going 20 and 200 mils. Um, you want to have probably depending on if it's in Australia and it's hot, which is probably is up, you probably almost need a 750 mil of water and a 750 mil of electrolyte almost every hour. That might be overkill. But if you go maybe 500 water, 500 electrolyte every hour plus your fueling, um, you should be good, but it does depend on the heat. If it's a hot day, I was uh, in Kona, I was drinking almost three bottles an hour. So, and you want one fuel, one water. So like one to one ratio. I hope that helps because you really are fueling for an Ironman if it's an eight to 10 hour run. Yeah. But Sarah, I really want to talk about, this is the last thing we'll talk about if there's no more questions because treadmill running, so many people and even in orange theory although I, I do love the class they say everyone one percent when you're running uh, yeah. and it's frustrating because firstly treadmill is nothing like the road like i hate to say it but it's just not like and people yes, are trying to make it the running. road it's they're two let's totally it different things make it like yeah. the road so no. let's talk about that Siri, because you love this stuff um, like, this is just it frustrates us but we let's explain why like you don't do that and then what we use the treadmill for okay so let me start with what we use the treadmill for. The treadmill is an amazing tool to work on your Kitty. technique, your efficiency, your cadence, your pacing. Um, it's just an incredible tool. Your mental toughness. I mean, talk about having to mentally push through a session when, and, and you're, this, this hits all of them all at once because mm. we're working on pacing. I'm gonna put my athlete on there and say, I want you to run 5K at this speed and they can't slow down. So when it no hurts choice. out on the road, you don't think you're slowing down, but trust me, you are because you back away from the pain. When you're on the treadmill, the speed is not gonna change. So you have to use your mental strategies, use your mental toughness, expand your pain threshold to be able to hold that pace for the entire 5K, for example. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it works on your pacing, so you truly can put a certain pace into your body but also your mental toughness, expanding your pain threshold, your technique, your efficiency. It's brilliant. Yeah. But when people try to compare treadmill to road, they are two totally different things. So people say, oh, I'm gonna run at 1% or oh, I'm gonna run at 2%. And they do, and they get Achilles problems, calf problems, plantar fasciitis, and they say, oh, the treadmill injures me. Well, it's because you're trying to make it like the road, and it's just not. The treadmill oh, is a excellent. treadmill, and the road is a yep. road. Agree one million percent. High five. Um, but also, importantly, is that if you're not using your treadmill, the exact same treadmill mm -hmm. every time, 
Like you cannot rely on going, oh, I'm going to use this one at the gym today. And then I'm going to go use my friends and I'm going to go in the garage. Like we notice that some of our treadmills are calibrated at 0%, for example. This is why the one incline means nothing. Some of them are down to negative two. That's how they've set them. Your garage could be slanted. You could be running at 2%. Like you just don't know. So stick to stick to what you always stick to. Use the same treadmill. The speeds are always off, guys. They're always off by a little bit. Use the same treadmill or use your treadmill. Don't compare it to other treadmills and try and use the same one in the gym because often one that's worn is so much slower than one that's not and you might think you're having a good day and maybe you are, but try and use the same treadmill. We always... And on the same note, because that's, that's a great point, Beck. Thank you. Like, I, I remember I went to um, Spain with my training group and I had been running my kilometer efforts between 19 and a half and 20 kilometers per hour what's that in miles um like five minute miles so 12 miles an hour or something. is that all so but <laughs> so i get onto this treadmill in spain it's the only treadmill that was available and i set it to my speed and like there was no way that i could even take two steps like it was going to tear my legs off of me and i was <laughs> with my training partner loretta and I started getting so upset and I kept trying to do it. And then I dropped it to, you know, 18 and a half and then 17 and a half and then 15 and a half. And I could not, my heart rate was sky high and I could not do it. And I, like an idiot, start crying, thinking that overnight I lost all oh my, my fitness, God. all my strength, all that. my speed, like complete loss of perspective. Mm -hmm. And basically this treadmill running at 14 and a half kilometers per hour, was probably about equal to 19 and a half yeah, so on another off. treadmill. It was this yeah. old treadmill in an old gym in Spain. But you have to maintain perspective. So if we're not here to talk to you about it and you're freaking out because suddenly you're, you know, 2K an hour slower, but you feel like you're killing yourself. If you know that you're giving it everything you have, if you've checked in on your technique, your form and everything, and you're going as hard as you can and you can't keep up, it's not that you've lost all your fitness, your strength or your speed. It's that the treadmill is off, period. Okay, so yes, like Beck said, find one treadmill if you can, use the same treadmill all the time, take care of it, wipe it down, oil it when it needs oil, whatever needs to be done and stick to that. And use it as a tool, compare treadmill sessions to treadmill sessions and compare road to road, trail to trail, altitude to sea level. Like there's a lot of things are all different. So don't judge yourself on what those differences are between the different things. Yep. And Kimmy, I hope you made it home. I'm hoping by now her car broke down and she oh, missed yeah. her race, but she had a very positive mindset and I was very proud Good. of her for awesome. dealing with that really well. But um, let's talk about our plans really quickly for those that don't know, because I know some of you guys don't even know about our plans. So we obviously have for free when you join up the start of season, the end of season, and um, what else do we have? And we give you guys a taper. There's a ton of programs in there and we also offer an upgrade to a plan really cheap. And what we're going to do, Cam and I are going to offer anyone who's been with our club for one year or more we're going to give a free plan next month so if you've just bought one you'll get another free one so you have your choice so and you can give that to anyone you want it'll just be in pdf format we decided we wanted to do that for people to show showing their loyalty i know some of you guys remember not anyone you want one person that you want. no there has to be like yeah. your family right, right. like because yeah. right. it's just a pdf but yeah yeah but i really don't want you sharing it around no, obviously we, but we don't even need to say that with these guys because yeah, the culture we have here their integrity is so high 
course. would never do that because then they're going to get, we don't want anybody getting our tips, secret tips. Um, so with regard to the program, I think one of our athletes here is on the 70.3 intermediate. She's asking about a swim session. We have 70.3 beginner, intermediate, advanced. We have Ironman beginner, intermediate, advanced. We have Olympic distance beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And then we have 16 and 23 weeks, just so you know. Um, she's asking about what does... Uh, I feel like this is self-explanatory, but maybe I need to explain it more. See, it's always not it's not always as explanatory to these athletes. Nine one hundreds descending one to three times three on twenty seconds rest. Mm-hmm. So all that is is you're doing nine one hundreds, like it says, descending one to three. Times so, which three. means the so first easy, one's easy, second one's moderate, moderate third one's hard, first, fourth one's easy, fifth one's, one's, one's moderate, sixth one's, one's hard. hard. Seventh Seven. one's easy. Eighth one's yeah. moderate. So descending one to three is uh, actually yeah. If you didn't know how we yeah, taught our language, that's, yeah, yeah, that's a fair, fair. I would have had no clue what that meant. Fair if translation. I was just so that's yeah. an awesome question. Thank you for that awesome question. Easy, moderate, awesome. hard times three. Yep. Yeah. So that's what it is. Great and, question. Descending and thank you for is always, asking. Yeah. Yeah. Descending is always going from easier to, to harder. harder. Ascending would be going from harder, harder to easier. easier. Awesome question. Thank you for asking that. There are no stupid questions, no. guys. And we, because we've been doing this for yeah, so long. That's my bad. Yep. Um, we kind of forget that some things are, I mean, I didn't even know what somebody asked the first time what my 100 meter time was. I was like, I don't know how to swim 100 lengths. I, I can't do that. I had no idea what they were asking me. I understand that now. But there are no silly questions. Awesome question. Thank you for asking. So Sue Kay's on. She's on the intermediate plan. Sue, let us know if you have any questions while we're here because we're going to say goodbye if not. And Kim, I really hope you're back home in your own bed now. Um, And congratulations to all our athletes. Is anyone racing this weekend that you can think of? She probably hasn't even had a chance to look yeah, yet. Yeah, I, I just... Poor series brain, like we're going 12 hours a day, <laughs> dancing and running around and... But you guys, I would like to set a challenge for the week, and that is um, this week. What are you going to do and do something as soon as you turn this off? Do something to make this happen already, because in a moment of decision, it is so important to do one thing in that direction to solidify that decision. I want you all to write it down and post a picture of what you're doing. What is one thing you are going to change or be or do this week that is going to not only positively benefit you, but positively impact everyone that you care about around you? One thing, it can be a big thing, it can be a small thing, Um, whatever that is, share it on the wall. Um, Mm -hmm. do something as soon as you turn this off, um, start and make that happen right now. Um, and let's have an amazing week. I know Janet Dixon is such a team player. She's absolutely going to do it. She had a whole week of priming. Janet, we want to hear from you on a post how it changed your life. Because honestly, I feel like when you have gratitude, there is so much, not just more fulfillment, but these gifts come into your life. It puts you in a beautiful state. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, it's and amazing. when we're in a beautiful state, we perform our best, we are best for others, we're our happiest, we're our most creative, productive, efficient. So guys, priming is amazing. You want to get in a beautiful state, you want to be the best that you can be, start with that every morning. Janet, please share with the team uh, what your experience of And Nancy was. P, I saw Nancy P doing Love Hearts then, and she yeah. just ran an hour 45 at 6.15 pace for her, is amazing, in the heat, and I saw her post, amazing. she was collapsed on the ground, and I was like, wearing a belief trucker, and I was like, that's amazing. our girl. That so well is done, Nancy. Awesome. We saw that. Well done, we guys. We saw that. 
You guys are amazing. So have an incredible night. We love you guys. Um, oh, I love that, Laura. I'm going to get enough sleep so I'm not cranky and a stronger, smarter, and a better mom and wife. You're beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. And that starts when you hang up this, right? Awesome. Boom. I'm going to write mine down, too. Yeah, that's great. So we're all accountable. Let's, like, post, like, what we're going to do. Yeah. Okay? Mwah. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Have an Thanks, amazing guys. night. guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey there, Cam here again. Thanks for listening to another episode. Hope to see you next time. To join the club, to listen to these chats live, you can head to teamseriouscliclub.com.